G'day and welcome to the Andrew Price podcast, the podcast for serious artists. I am joined in this podcast episode by an art station superstar, Matthias Zemensky. Matthias is a Polish art director with 10 years experience in the game, animation and advertising field. He's been involved in a range of productions, providing work such as promo art, keyframes, character and environment design and color scripting. For the last decades, he has worked at multiple studios, including Riot Games, Blizzard, MPC, Digital Domain, Aaron Sims Creative, Blur Studio, CD Projekt Red, and many, many more. Uh, in this wide-ranging discussion that I have with Matthias, uh, we talk about breaking down some of the skills that make up great art. So this is a really, uh, I really enjoyed this chat. And uh, as with most interviews, it does take a little while before we uh, get to the good stuff. So there's a little slower at the start, but stick around because it does, uh, that there is some really valuable learnings, I think, in this interview. Um, So without further ado, here's Matthias. Matthias, thanks for joining us. Hello, it's a pleasure to be here. It's, (laughs) yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. Of course, of course. And you are where? Where are we talking from? Um, I'm talking straight up from Poland, from Wrocław, Wrocław, Poland. Okay, nice. Awesome. So um, why don't we start at the start? Could you take us back to the beginning and maybe tell us sort of how you got first interested in art and then how did you get here? Um, I started I always drawing I was always drawing and like like most of the artists like back on the on the sketchbook and uh, not paying attention to the class being yep. in, on, on your own world like drawing back on the sketchbook and I back in the middle school I think my computer was so crappy that I wasn't able to play any games on it because it was so slow. So I I started to play around a bit with Photoshop. I think it was version seven or six. Oh yeah, way back. And and I started doing this. I'm I'm not sure if you remember from like old forum uh, forum days, like you, you would be doing those small signature like banners oh yes everyone yeah created their own little banner yeah Yeah, exactly so So, like every single forum post had a little advertising underneath it that was the good old days (laughs) exactly so so in the beginning i was like making those small uh little banners for like uh forum peers right okay and i was like learning how to add uh, bevel and emboss to the text and yeah. you know all the all the cool photoshop tricks that was the rage <laughs> wasn't it it was the bevel it was the fire of the flame effect uh, all that stuff the flare <laughs> the lens yes! flare <laughs> the lens flare oh my god so so yeah. what year was this when you started dabbling in that photoshop uh, 2006 okay yep yep 2004 something something around that that date and then I was like 
yeah again like not learning from school and like procrastinating and mm -hmm. watching youtube mm -hmm. and i discover like around that time there was a hype for the the lost series uh the tv show and there was this guy on youtube that drew uh john locke from from the lost series mm -hmm. on on wacom tablet in photoshop and i was like you can you know you can draw in photoshop and he was like drawing <laughs> first in black and white and then color this with this shitty technique that no one used this right, right now <laughs> yeah 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 and he was like using all the blending modes and and he 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 do a photo I, I think if you if you type in in YouTube you will find this John Locke digital painting or something you will find this video it's super old and crappy but I was like blown away back then uh -huh. that you can you can draw in 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 Photoshop and on 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 computer with like I thought he he, he was drawing with the mouse then I discovered you, you need to the yeah. drawing tablet and stuff D don't get far with the mouse do you <laughs> before you yeah go, oh, exactly. this is not working <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah it was like 2007 mm -hmm. uh, yep. that i bought my first tablet and it turns out that you need to know how to draw <laughs> that tablet <laughs> yeah. doesn't it's not a magic uh, wand is it doesn't draw this for you yeah you yeah know? so yeah uh i was like in my first year of high school and and i and i thought what to do next after after i after high school where to go i i didn't see any uh any good way for me like this any... is sorry first year after high school is that what you said uh the, the the in the first year uh of my high school i bought my first tablet oh or okay, maybe right. a year before right right Got yeah it. so you're yeah, quite you're like, younger than me right yeah i'm 30. 30 uh, i was gonna i was gonna pin it year. at 30. yeah i'm 34 this year there you go okay yeah, sorry go, go. go ahead <laughs> yeah, as no. you've been talking i'm like how old is matthias anyway <laughs> how old is he yeah i'm 30 in like two months 31 Ooh. two months okay. cool uh yeah, going back uh, because I lost my uh, sure. Sorry, sorry. Uh, no worries. Uh, yeah, I was trying to figure it out what to do after high school because I was barely making it <laughs> in high school. Uh -huh. uh, I was all over the place, but not learning. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, and I and I thought like I I could like maybe do some do some stuff with 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 graphic design or like with concept art but those are like early stages uh in poland maybe in poland there will like city project red and techland mm. those like two big players back then mm. and few smaller companies and i was like trying trying to get in uh and after high school i was lucky enough to be on this uh one year course of vfx and and 3d uh back then it was like uh it was like a, a willy wonka golden ticket for me okay <laughs> because uh like there was the cg education in poland was not existing uh, at that time 
so I was like super lucky that I was able to to go on that course. <clears throat> and after that course, I I got my first first job as a as a 3D artist slash animator slash level designer slash concept artist. Wow! Like like yeah because it, the the team was so small i was working in this small indie company that was like seven people mm-hmm. half of this uh, those people were programmers so i was like responsible for almost every aspect of the of the game though those are like Whoa. small games on on ipad and and android so like like wow uh, okay. diablo bootlegs and like you yeah, know yeah. like those those <laughs> like games you can download on app store and like those are looking like cool games but oh yeah 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 yeah. they're they're a money maker yeah 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 but i learned a lot uh i was like happy that uh, that they saw the potential potential in me uh Mm. and i was like learning uh 3d but in my spare time, I was trying to improve my concept art skills because I couldn't find a job hmm. uh, in concept art because it was like super niche and there was uh, like uh, when you have like big com- big game company or like in company in general, the the concept art team is usually super small and you need more like three D artists, texture artists, and stuff like that. That's why it was easier for me to get. that kind of job Mm -hmm. got it so sorry so you when you were working in this indie game studio you were doing the 3d parts of it like the making the models and the yeah baking textures yeah exactly right okay i didn't know this so you've you actually started with primarily a a 3d background and would you say today you're primarily a 2d concept no okay wrong wrong i would yeah it's like the hybrid hybrid uh, hybrid approach okay yeah and that's approach, yeah. tell me the hybrid approach today what, what what do you uh maybe this is jumping forward a little bit i was going to ask this a bit later but you, what, what is sure. your workflow today like when you've got a new uh project could you walk me through like mm-hmm. what what yeah, tools sure. do you use and yeah uh i use prim- primarily photoshop and blender okay uh back back then i was using cinema 4d even earlier moto even earlier <laughs> blender all right uh, 3ds max and maya uh, oh, wow you've touched so, everything yeah, i yeah 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 right and okay. i feel like it's 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 a like uh uh yeah i feel like sometimes i feel like a swiss army knife <laughs> yeah but it sounds like you've got a broad range of skills. Um, yeah, do you, do you think that's helped you? Do you think would you advise that's a good idea to follow? Uh, I don't know. Depending on the uh, how much frustration you can bear, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and also I feel like it's easier when you are like focus i am pretty sure you're familiar with the t-shape uh not career skills but the t-shape uh uh skill level like you are like broad uh in many uh in many areas but you have like this 
this one area that we are expert in, like T-shape. Oh, I haven't actually heard of that. Okay, I'm gonna oh, look okay. that up. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my 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 expertise looks more like a comp, uh, like the uh, hair. Uh... Never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have many those. <laughs> okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. And 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 when you those say things. it depends how much uh, appetite you've got for frustration, to paraphrase. Yeah. Yeah. You mean like I would say when you're learning lots of skills, you have to be. Uh, prepared to fail a lot <laughs> yeah, all yeah. Of them. <laughs> yeah there yeah. is a lot of there there is a lot of failing and uh, and i feel like sometimes it, it feels like you are not moving at all because you're like trying to spin all those plates you know like yeah. juggling all those things to uh yeah all at the same time that's why i i'm slowly I, I feel like it was partially because I wasn't sure what I want to to do mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like my future or whatever, mm. and 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 it is it is fun to try new stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I I get pulled in in many directions all the time, <laughs> so it's I like a blessing and a curse. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like it is a, uh, it, it, I would recommend it definitely to like new artists. Cause like, I, I can tell, like, you know, you meet those, like you go to a convention and there's like some young kid there and he's like, he's made an entire short film by himself. He did the yeah, designs, he did the characters, the rigs, the environments, the compositing, that kind of thing. And I'm like, how long did you spend on this? It's like, oh, like every night for the last you know two years or something and like yeah. it's not very good but it because doesn't have to be the the point is is that he's learned the entire the breadth, whole pipeline the whole yeah. pipeline you know yeah so he's got he knows if he was to be hired for even just like modeling immediately at a studio he would know you know the, how the where it fits he knows that he has to work it off of a concept he knows yeah. that it has to be you know riggable has to be animatable down the line Whereas if somebody yeah. just followed modeling and was like, I'm gonna be a great modeler. If you don't have even like a basic knowledge of the full pipeline, you'll always be yeah. uh, <clears throat> shackled and like just neutered. And also like people, yeah. And also like people uh, like to go into re like real extreme. Like you, you mentioned, I want to be a modeler, but people go like, I want to be a modeler and I want to make a Mac or oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah. don't know, sci-fi <laughs> cyborgs only. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that or that like, as well is, is when they go too niche Or I too want early. to only sculpting because I don't want to do retopology or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and so the problem with that is if you just learn the sculpting and you don't touch any retopo, you'll in a, a studio can't use you as as much as somebody who knows the full thing or like what's exactly the, yeah. i mean if you if you want if you go to extreme and you will be really really good people will hire you only only for sculpting but mm -hmm. i yes. feel like <laughs> it 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 will take as much as time as as uh and frustration uh, as learning more broadly and mm -hmm. and trying to 
fit in quicker into the into the company pipeline yeah definitely. i don't know there is there is a lot of a lot of approaches how to yeah how to skin the cat yeah <clears throat> and i think it also like it varies so much of the obviously the size of the studio you said when you were yeah, in a studio with correct. seven and the people. country oh and the country okay um i would say yeah yeah so when you've got a small team the you know the ceo of the, this operation needs to be able to say like hey can you do some retopo like can you do rigging can you do animation yeah <clears throat> big and the more skills that you have excuse me <clears throat> excuse me uh the more skills that you have um the more you'll you'll the more value you add to the company and the more that you will grow so i i've realized owning my own company at polygon now that like some yeah. of the best people that have gone really far in the company are people that have dabbled with everything and they've been like i can yeah. do this i can do this and like do you know how to like can you use houdini to like you know do an yeah. auto re you know break stuff down. Yeah, yeah. And, and they'll be like yeah I, I know a little person. bit i'll figure it out yeah exactly because if you have to hire somebody that realize that is a very time consuming like it could take a from the a month from when we asked you like can you do that thing and then they said no it yeah. could take an entire month to find the right person and for that whole month the project has stalled whereas if if, if a person yeah. is like i'll i'll figure it out on the weekend and they like learned houdini or something that's like oh my god this guy is a lifesaver you know yeah. he's gonna get all the cool projects from now on like we, we want to keep him around you know what i mean um yeah you know when i when i talk with artists i always say that portfolio is is your like entry ticket mm -hmm. but uh after that you are like selling almost you're almost selling an insurance policy. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, Explain that. Uh, based on your like LinkedIn and your recommendation, the the company will will say uh, we want to work with this guy because he's a uh, real reliable. Uh, he's always on time. He can learn on the job and yeah, stuff like that. So you oh, giving, you mean like giving over them over the years like after a decade and you've got all these recommendations and this like resume of work yeah. it's like a surefire they, for when a company they're like we yeah, don't know really what we're doing insurance. but we know yeah. that this guy knows what he's doing so we'll throw the money yeah. at him so that he can or or he will figure it out yes yes exactly yeah that's yeah. that's really true um yeah so okay so we we got a, a little <laughs> off track there so Okay, so going back, <laughs> so after your first gig at this small yeah. indie studio making iPad games, um, yeah. where did you go from there? They fired me. <laughs> they fired you. What happened? Uh, I I I wanted to work part time, and uh, I was too expensive. <laughs> oh, okay, got it. I and I mean, said, I yeah. was yeah, I was. Uh, I wanted to add uh, a bit of like, uh, you know, uh, the down arc of my of my story. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So then it's you need not redemption like arc. rainbows yeah. and, and unicorns. You know? Yes, got it, got it. Okay. Was it yeah. a mutual? Yeah. Did you leave on good terms or was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was all right. 
it oh, was okay. okay. Well, that, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's all right then. Okay, so what yeah. happened after that? Either, um, after that, I was trying to, excuse me, I was trying to uh, to do a bit of freelance, but I was like 22 or 23, and I was, I didn't have any idea what I was doing. <laughs> okay. I didn't yeah, yeah. know much about taxes. I didn't know how to find, uh, uh, you know, gigs and stuff. Uh, luckily, I was I was found somewhere online by this other company from uh, from the city, uh, and I was hired as a this time as a concept artist. Uh, and luckily, uh, and I when I was like talking about the the terms of the of the work, I, I asked them uh, if it's possible for me to work part time for them, mm-hmm. and they said yes, and it was great because I had I, and I was like working twenty hours a week, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, like half uh, part time, okay, and the rest of the time I spent like uh improving my skills basically wow that's an interesting approach so you knew at that time that whilst you're working at a studio you're not necessarily growing as fast as you could if you were also building working your skills on the side okay that's interesting yeah yeah Uh, to have that awareness at that age at that point in your career i feel like it's because the the experience from the previous company that I wasn't necessarily growing uh, in the company. Okay. Uh, I I realized that, uh, I mean, now I know this, so I can can tell you, but for me, all the work experience is is just a way to buy me time to do my own stuff. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Okay. Yep. So, so you find actually at a studio, you are, would you say today at a studio, you're not learning as much as fast as when you're working on personal projects? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Right. For, for like last five or six years, I'm, I'm working as a freelancer, uh-huh. uh, for various uh, companies. And I would say, uh, when I'm working f- uh, like as a freelancer, uh, people hire me for certain things, mm-hmm. uh, and there is no time uh, on a job to learn uh, new stuff. Uh, right. So, and most of the gigs <laughs> I I get from the from the companies are uh, based on on the stuff people saw online and usually like 80 or 90% those are like uh, personal projects. Right, so they're hiring you for your strengths and you don't have time to work on your weaknesses. So your personal projects, you can work on, you can do exercises. Finding the pipeline, yeah. Right, and like, you know, I really need to learn anatomy. No one's gonna hire me for anatomy yet but if for, I no one, no one will hire you for learning. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Got it. Got yeah. it. I mean, if you are like working in the, in the studio, you can, you can learn from your peers and that's great. Yes. But if you, if you're like freelancing, you're like a mercenary. <laughs> right. Right. 
you want you, you need to be uh, well skilled and like just go 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 and kill the enemy <laughs> right okay got it so when when you're because i actually that's kind of the inverse of what i actually thought i kind of thought that people that are working at a studio um maybe it's different with freelancing but i kind of thought like if you're in a studio with other artists and they're all mm -hmm. at like you know top level like if you're at like mm -hmm. blur or disney or pixar or something like that and you're making you know your your skill set let's say you're a character artist or an environment artist or something mm. like that then the people that in your team are also really good at that skill so they're going to give you feedback and they you you would rise to their level and you would improve at a faster rate than maybe even if you were at a school or if you were definitely training by yourself but now you're saying it's the uh it's it's that's not the case um you're potentially I mean, not learning. I only stuff. have like two studio experience. Okay. And those are like two that I mentioned before. So like okay. the, the first <laughs> the early ones. game right. company. And then there is like this cinematic slash advertisement company that right. I was working on. But and you're of course I learned freelance and that's a different experience. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. I feel like uh, sometimes I feel like I, I'm like, I'm on the, uh, lonely island and just people sending me stuff in the like message in the bottles and then i send it back <laughs> put it on the pigeon uh, where it goes yep yeah yeah <laughs> it feels lonely sometimes but uh there is more pros than cons uh in my opinion uh working yeah. remotely yeah 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 got it okay um so what would you say um to any because you know you can see across art station and you go to a, a conference and <clears throat> not everyone is able to do what you've done a lot of people don't even get that first job or they get a job and then they just sort of coast um what, mm -hmm. what makes you different what would if you had to sort of you know separate the people that go really far in their career versus the ones who who don't is there any sort of, I don't know, trait that comes to mind? Uh, I don't know, <laughs> but if I, uh, I would say for me was the curiosity mm. and I feel like I'm not necessarily <clears throat> interested in the final image. I'm more interested in, in process. So like I like to solve puzzles and art is one big puzzle to solve. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm struggling on something uh, and it finally clicks, uh, I, I take a great satisfaction out of it. Huh, right. <clears throat> It's it's not a, like the, the cool painting. It's it's a byproduct of, of me trying to figure it out this jigsaw puzzle <laughs> okay yeah yeah so so maybe maybe that some people are like like to just paint because this is like the expression of their inner self or whatever i don't know but for me uh i really like to figure stuff out and when you say figure it out is it like you're 
figuring out how to make it better or is it like the technical side of things like uh i would say how to make it better and sometimes it's uh it's how to uh make a feeling uh evoke emotion in in some people in, in people with mm -hmm. the artwork sometimes right. it's that sometimes it's a, it's a clearly like the technical skill mm. uh like how the light bounce off the uh surface or yeah or the the colors or whatever yeah sometimes it's a yeah animation or or whatever yeah like i i really like this this uh yeah this this part this puzzle uh aspect of of art mm -hmm. and yeah. and i i mean that's that that is the question isn't it of course it's like how do you make better art, right? It's what every artist is, I suppose, trying to figure out. Um, mm. w were there any, like what, what helped you during this process when you were like, w you have that experience where it's like, ah, oh, this art just, I put everything into this and it's not resonating with the audience. People don't like it. And then you look at somebody else and you're like, ah, oh, it's just, I don't know what it is, <laughs> something about it. So how did you figure it out? What was what was the uh what was the uh, it's hard to judge this because uh because of the algorithm <laughs> on social media so you're okay. not entirely <laughs> sure it was your fault or you use the wrong <laughs> hashtag or wrong timing or whatever right well uh, let, let, let's say it's like show like out no, no algorithms you're showing someone face to face at a convention yeah. and you could just tell looking at people's faces, they're like, you know, whereas like you can tell another one or even just yourself objectively, right? Cause you, everyone yeah. has good taste, even if their skills are poor, you can tell that yours is not up to the standards of, of, of a master. Um, how, I, yeah, yeah. Are you familiar with taste gap? Yes, yes. Yes. By, uh, I think Ira Glass, the... he had that. Look yeah. it up on YouTube guys, if you haven't seen it, Ira Glass. Talk about the taste gap. Taste gap. Yeah, I'll put I, a link I feel in the like when they then when they type taste gap in in Google, they will find it okay. easily. But yeah, I would say this is probably like the uh, yeah you all you always want to uh, the equilibrium between the taste and and the skill, but you you never will go there. Uh huh. Uh, you, you will never arrive. Uh, yeah. But in terms of like uh, improvement, like uh, like regiment or or what helped me uh, when it comes to getting better with art, uh, it all depends on the subject, I would say. But uh, I'm pretty sure you're familiar. Like there is this when you're like playing on guitar, you can play, there is a lot of songs you, like you can play with four chords. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard uh, that. I, I'm pretty sure like there are a few fundamentals uh, in art uh, that you can grind over and over uh, and you'll be better at them, like perspective, composition, mm. like there, everything is a fundamental 
and how you put those uh, together creates a, a great artwork. Mm -hmm. Some people focus more on perspective. I would say uh, from that uh, uh, style will emerge mm -hmm. where you are putting your focus on. Like mm. there is a lot of people like drawing faces because they're like obsessed with with drawing faces or like me i i, I like to uh draw environments and like i like mm -hmm. to paint uh play with colors and lighting yeah and the more emphasis you put in each fundamental uh from this the the style will emerge and hmm. and what helped yeah. me a lot what Oh, sorry, <laughs> I, I agree with that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And what helped me a lot with uh, uh, with uh, getting better with uh, with with painting and drawing and and uh, and stuff like that was uh, was creating a project, either it could be a one painting on or a series of paintings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I would create a, a sketch or, uh, or or I try to paint an image straight from imagination. Okay. Like the whole image. Okay. And I would record the whole process and record how much time I spend on it. And then I would took apart parts that I don't like from this painting or or the whole painting, I, I didn't like how it turns out. Mm -hmm. And I would study uh, each element separately from the photos or from the 3D model, whatever helps you. It, 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 and it all depends on the problem you have. When you have like problem with, with perspective, it's you need to uh, you need to work on those. And if you if you have a problem with colors, you need to paint more and stuff. You get the whole idea, mm. and then I would retest uh, this this small section uh, from imagination to test my knowledge and what I understand. If that was a a blind copy, or uh, do did I uh, investigate this subject uh, mm. clearly? Yeah, yeah. So, so as an example, like you might, from imagination, create a, you know, a hill scenery with some trees and, you know, yeah. clouds and whatnot. You would do it all you Mountains, finished yeah. and then you would spend, break down each one and go, I'm just going to learn how to make trees amazing. And then the yeah. next week hone in on clouds and do cloud studies. And yeah. Then and then you start to piecing those, those things together. Right. That's really and good. And it's also like it's it's really good to record everything at least in my experience like you know like you have a boxing match or like a soccer uh a tournament Sports. or whatever mm. they would always record everything and they will rewatch uh the the boxing match uh in slow motion to find the the weak spots you have right yes Okay, so you would record yeah. like with OBS or something. Record yeah, your screen, yeah, exactly, and then play it back 
And what yeah, do you, you can yeah, play so it what, back what do you learn from like, that? What? Sorry. What, yeah. So what? Because I, I would imagine like I think I've done it in the past, but I find like, like yeah, I spent like three hours modeling a chair, and like then I spent an hour on the lighting. Like, how do you evaluate that that recording after to learn from it? Uh, I would ask myself. Uh, what was necessary and what was just like the noodling, you know, uh -huh. like the, uh, I wasn't sure where I was going. Uh -huh. I was like, you know, uh, playing around. Uh, you want to go straight to the point. If you have a problem with something, just find the reference, try to, again, break stuff down try to understand how this work why the light hitting this way or why the vanishing point is here and there mm. and and it also works for uh, there's this Feynman technique uh, when you are like trying to explain someone uh, like trying to teach someone Mm -hmm. you, you write everything down on a piece of paper uh, like you are trying to teach a five-year-old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and if you're like stuck in the middle, uh, you need to show up your, your understanding on, on this particular part and mm -hmm. you go like from ground up. Yeah. That's really, really, I, I totally agree with that. In fact, actually, it's a... It's a I mean you're you're Sorry. teaching online so so it's probably it was probably beneficial for you to uh to condense and uh prioritize and like put in those like boxes what mm. what you are trying to achieve with tutorial and Absolutely yeah yeah a brief interlude to that chat with Matthias uh, if you are a 3D artist, you probably already know this, but if you want to make good images, one of the crucial aspects of that is having good assets. I'm talking about textures and models and HDRs. There is a wealth of assets out there on multiple marketplaces that you can pull from already. You already know them, TurboSquid and the like, right? Two-sided marketplaces. Those are great. Problem is consistency. <laughs> when you download it, there's a 50-50 chance it's not going to work because the texture's stretched or there's not enough detail where you need it. Polygon solves that. Polygon is my company that I created with a team of artists that we have been honing and improving and working on uh, our processes and trying to make the best assets, the industry standard, the gold standard uh, for assets. Uh, so you can find... UltraSharp, uh, PhotoScan grounds, uh, concrete panels for, for ArcVis, uh, uh, rock scans. We've got a whole bunch of plants, which we used this hybrid PhotoScan method with some procedural details. And it comes out to some of the best looking plants, in my opinion, on the market. So we do, and we go through all of this R&D and we figure out how to create high quality assets so that you don't have to, and so that you can come to it with the trust that the asset that you're buying and that you're downloading is actually going to be high quality. So that is Polygon, P-O-L-I-I-G-O-N, polygon.com. 
where you can sign up for a free account and try out some of our free assets and see the difference that it can make to your images. So let's get back to that interview with Matthias. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think I'm, I've said it. I'm pretty sure. A uh, hundred times on this podcast, but yeah, like that skill of like, yeah, I know something like, yeah, I know how to do that. And then it's like, okay, explain it to me. And exactly. you, you frequently discover like, oh, I actually don't know that. <laughs> I thought I did, yeah. but like now yeah. I'm trying to put it into words. I've got huge gaps in my, my knowledge. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then exactly. when you actually try to understand it, you often find that you had a completely wrong, you mi completely misunderstood it. So yeah. by diving into it head first, you go like, oh, wow, now I've, now I actually know what I'm talking about. Um, or, or now I know the correct way. Um, in and fact, it's, break. yeah, oh, go on. Sorry. I, I was going to say in, uh, job interviews, actually, we're hiring for a number of positions at Polygon now. And like, that is something that we do is like, we ask people to explain, you know, what are the fundamentals of like marketing? You know, what, what is effective marketing? What are some mistakes in marketing? And their answer to that will very quickly reveal whether they've thought through these, these concepts. And then when you've got someone who's got that, those answers ready, it's like, this guy knows what he's talking about, you know? Um, yeah. But anyways, especially when, when the answers are super condensed and are on point. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he, yeah. he drilled this over and over and the answer gets smaller <laughs> and smaller, but in Simplified. the same time yeah. you get the, you get the, the raw essence, the dosage. Yeah. yeah, the essence. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's and what I was trying to say was like with the recording, you, you get the time of the recording, you, you know, exactly how much you, the time you spend on it. So sometimes you have those like those uh, downside moments when the when the taste go all the way up, but uh, but the skills didn't went up. Mm -hmm. But in those moments, you can go back to those recordings and see, for example, like uh, today, this painting looks as shitty as as the painting that I did like thirty days ago or two months ago, but I spent like four times less time on, on the same same thing so you actually grew because you spend less time on on making similar similar image in the similar quality mm -hmm. yeah so you have this evidence uh in a in a recording mm. yeah that that self-assessment phase i find is uh if you're learning by yourself, it's critical yeah. because it's when you're at crucial, a school yeah. or working with a, you know, if you've got a mentor or somebody to, you know, throw ideas at, they can assess your image and then point you into a certain path. If you don't have that, you have to be your own mentor, which sounds like not possible, but it is. If you break it down, as you said, these exercises that sound boring, like an exercise for art, but, yeah. uh, yeah, like making something from memory, reassessing it, breaking each piece down, or going, I'm now just going to focus on perspective and really improve perspective because I've assessed this is this is one of my weak spots. Um, if you don't do that, you end up just like making finished piece after finished piece. And you can improve that way and you surely will. 
but it'll be at a there much is a lot of people rate. improving this yeah this way but it it all depends on 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 your sensibility it's it's more as a like try it and think uh think for yourself if this is working or not for you mm -hmm. it's not for everyone like there is a lot of extremely skilled artists that that are not doing the the things i i'm doing yes and they are still super like uh extremely uh successful for sure yeah yeah everyone's yeah. got a different uh different exactly path. yeah um yeah that's great okay so you that's basically so you trained yourself yeah that's correct i i mean i i took a few classes here and there but uh you asked me what helped me a lot <laughs> so yeah no that's great that's great um let's talk about design good design in art shape language balance um that dynamic word it just feels dynamic <laughs> um, i have no idea i i make pretty pictures <laughs> i have no idea about design <laughs> but but looking at your art, i mean there clearly is good design that goes into the shapes and the the the, the balance um i i'm sure that a, a lot of it comes with just experience and your eye just gets used to going like you know, I put a big tree here and then I put a small tree on this side because it balances and, you know, the shape of it, if I make it a curve, it sort of wraps around it and makes a frame or something. You sort of develop that. But so you, I, are you aware of any resources or ways to improve design? I mean, when I'm thinking about design, I, I have either graphic design or industrial design. <laughs> okay like the the car designs and stuff like that but when i'm thinking about like environment paintings or like backgrounds and the, like the stuff that i do i i mostly thinking about composition and, okay. and contrast yeah that's that's like the two main uh things that i that i i think okay composition and contrast Right. Yes. Composition. Correct. Let's talk about that. Um, sure. What? I know there's a rule of thirds, you know, uh, mm. golden spiral, which I think is BS. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't think, I haven't seen any proof that that's real. But anyways, that's a whole other thing. Um, yeah. what, what other, like, how, how do you think about composition? Are you like strict, like it's got to match up with the rule or is it just like just a general sense of balance and focal element? And... Uh, I would say it's, uh, for me, usually it's about the contrast on, on few levels or on every level. So like dark and light, warms and cools, like the colors, uh, edges soft edges versus hard edges uh mm -hmm. small shapes versus big shapes uh spiky shapes or like texture versus like flat uh, surfaces mm -hmm. there is a lot of uh tools you can you can pick and choose depending on the on the on the image that you are trying to achieve 
No, it, so is it uh, that having that contrast of, let's say, soft shapes, hard shapes, just as a basic example, mm-hmm. having a mixture of both in it creates a more appealing design? Is that the general gist of contrast? I would say so, but in the same time, you want to emphasize uh, one of them. Okay. So not a 50-50, so you, have like, you gotta go 80%, maybe one and 20. Yeah, 80-20 or, or yeah, like just eyeball it or yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, try to figure it out. I mean, not try to figure it out by more like play around with it and 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 feel it. It's yeah. been a while since I was like trying to understand composition, so maybe my 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 knowledge uh, is a bit dusty, uh-huh. uh, if you can say that. So yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it's definitely good to to, to play around with those. Uh, with those tools like soft and like complex and simple and flat shapes and 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 uh, textury uh, uh, surfaces. Mm-hmm. It t- like, tell me if oh, go ahead. Yeah, go on. I was gonna say, tell me if this Hit is me. right. Like, if you've got a uh, a scene with like lots of spiky shapes, hard, mm-hmm. you know, spiky, sharp edges. And then you've got a soft form, maybe the character mm. soft, let's say. Yeah. That brings emphasis. The character stands out against this world yes, of, of spikiness. So that's a way to bring focus the co- to an element. The focus on the, yeah. Like the, the like the aperture uh, in the in the, uh, camera. Uh, everything is blurry except of one thing that it's in focus. That's sharp, right. Yeah, got it, that's got sharp. It. Yeah. Okay, got it. And so, same with uh, textured versus plain. If you've got everything yes. that's textured, and then you've got plain, but then you've also got the you know, you know the rules of design in that you want to have areas for your eye of to rest. breathe and eye eye to rest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that just comes I mean, with what just years of experience knowing where to have a, I don't know. Uh, it not always it not always need to be like that I would say Uh, that you need a a place to rest maybe the place to rest is your focal focal point like everything is textury and noisy and your focal point is like this flat shaded character Mm -hmm. got it yep it um it all it, it it's there are no rules just tools so mm-hmm. uh you need to pick and choose and and there is always a, a stronger answer to the question <laughs> you know I mean. yeah yeah i i feel that um there's a uh it's not right or wrong it's always stronger or weaker uh uh-huh. answer got it uh, when it yeah, I, because I, 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 there's, there's this, like when you look at tutorials for composition, for example, 
a lot of the um, material out there, including my own that I, I made five years ago on composition, it's all regimental rule-based, you know, this mm-hmm. looks amazing because it's like right on this line and this, you know, curves around and it guides your eye to this kind of thing. Yeah. And it's, yes, but it's not clear to me now looking at composition, for example, if it's justifying after the fact a great piece of work that lines up with my rule or mm-hmm. if that piece is actually good for the reason that I said. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, like, look at this amazing picture. It's like, it's all, everything lines up with the rule of thirds, just as a basic thing. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. but what about the 99 other images out there on the internet where they also line up with the rule of thirds and they don't look good? So clearly there's something else going on there, or maybe it's even a fluke that this one just happens to line up, you know? Um, and and I find that, like often when I'm I, just exploring ArtStation, like I'm, I'm like, I don't know, just for fun. I'm like, does this actually, like, is there, act- could you actually break this piece down to a set of rules? And usually you mm-hmm. can't, right? Like it's, you know, not following rule of thirds. It's just a character. It's just lit really interestingly. And, you know, it's got a clay shader and it's got this dark mooding mm-hmm. kind of thing. And there's no compositional a- appearance to it. There's no rule following. It just seems to, you know, and I, I don't know, I, I, I feel like more so it's about balance and, and focus as in like the rule of thirds. Mm-hmm. I think the only reason the rule of thirds actually is talked about, I could be wrong. The reason it, it, it's ever mentioned is because it forces the photographer in a basic example of like, you know, not having the horizon line at exactly 50-50. It makes it yeah. because if it's a 50-50, your eye is like, it's got that dual focus. It doesn't know whether to focus on the sky or focus on the landscape. Yeah. Whereas if at least you put the sky up to the top third, then it's showing the viewer that your emphasis is on the, lo- yeah, the two it's, thirds. It's, the, it's like the, the rudimental uh, composition uh, uh, tool uh, that you are like... Mm, it's like the easiest way to create a contrast. You have like more on top and less on bottom. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you have like two big shapes. Uh, one is bigger than the other. Mhm. When you put the horizon line in the in the middle, you have two similar shapes mm-hmm. that are like boring fighting against each other. Yeah. When it, when it comes to when it comes to composition, I would recommend this book. The Visual Story um, by Bruce Block. I'll yeah, put a, it's a link to that in the description. The, the, uh, the cover is ugly, uh, but but there is a lot of useful information in this book in terms of composition. And it's like, uh, it it's super simply, uh, uh, he explains stuff super simply, uh, and he breaks down every uh, rule mm-hmm. uh, and how to create contrast. And he shows the uh, examples from uh, from a movies, uh, mm-hmm. from like the screen grabs from the movie, because it's like for the uh, for the 
film and TV and digital med- media. So it's it's Great. not. That, that's why okay. uh, there is not not much awareness in in concept art or or like 3d community about this book but it's Mm. it's it's great it's really good okay are are there any other um you seem to have a lot of books behind you are there any any few there that you would recommend uh we're just improving art in general uh, people don't talk much about this book how to see color and paint it by who's the author uh arthur stern okay great and it's like a series of project designed to open your eyes to color you never saw before it's like uh, 50 uh exercises uh oh great uh, like from the easiest to super advanced Uh every every uh every exercise is based on still life yeah and you start like uh like a I think you start with the simple uh box. Right? Wait. My tea I is think just I showed you the leafing No, the you book. start with the toilet paper. Okay. How dark. Lit is from light. above on the on the uh red mm. uh piece of and it's exercises uh, of what, like you would actually get out your paint or your stylus, and or you can do this on in Photoshop as well. Just set up a small still life near right. the on, on your desk. Great, but it's 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 about like how the light bounce from the surface. That's why mm. I when I showed you there was this cube with uh, with backgrounds made of all primary colors like red, mm. blue, and and yellow. Yeah, yeah. So you start to see how the light bounce around and uh, behave, bouncing off each of the primary colors, how they mix together, and and you you go from like super simple like a toilet paper uh, on a red thing and towards like a, a chrome chrome uh, uh, saucepan or whatever like okay. like you have the reflections you have the colors you you have the light additional light sources and they're like there is like this really i really like this because it's like this really step-by-step uh, mm. uh learning curve in in this book which is pretty great that sounds great i definitely gonna buy that do you uh, tell me what you think about this because like i've often wondered a lot of those exercises and like the theory about lighting, it mm-hmm. kind of feels, it, is it less necessary for a 3D artist, given that a render engine will, it now does all the bounce and, you know, your color pipeline will do the mm-hmm. correct, you know, the darkness, you know, you can create the, like, I don't know, how, how necessary would you say it is for a 3D artist to learn about lighting fundamentals let's say in in that sense i would say every every 2d artist should learn 3d and every 3d artist should learn a bit of 2d okay Uh, there is is a reason why why people hire concept artists to create color keys Uh like the concept painting of the lighting 
because it's it's quicker to give a blueprint to the to the lighter uh, to recreate the the feeling of the concept instead of like lighter sitting here and and playing around with lights and and trying to come up with with some cool cool solution tell me what is a color key color key is uh, like the you take a play blast render like the screen grab from the from the viewport mm -hmm. uh, and you paint it over in photoshop to create a mood or like a lighting mm -hmm. scenario for just uh, uh, and is it for like a, a sequence of shots is that generally when it's used or is it just one depending still? on the on the project when you okay. have like a movie uh they would do like a color script which is like a whole a movie in thumbnails uh with the color information right right and when it's when, when it, where where it's like a advertisement uh they would do a few or if you like working on a cinematic you would create a a, a color key when they have a problem with they don't know how to light a scene so you come up with few solutions because it's quicker to paint over stuff in photoshop rather than render i mean nowadays it's it's quicker because of the real-time engines and stuff but mm -hmm. yeah <clears throat> but yeah. it's still pretty useful yeah got it and with this <clears throat> color key so it's a you know do you get uh basically a a, a set of you know 3d viewport screenshots and then you're the one who then just opens up photoshop and you're just painting and yeah that's or that's what you're doing i i usually ask for the for the 3d uh because for me it's easier to separate uh it's just my right. workflow i like to separate uh, separate things or like foreground character on the separate separate layer because it's right. faster just to, paint. to paint yeah than like marquee exactly. everything yeah got it yeah yeah I and then that color key, how strictly is it adhered to by the actual lighting artist? Are they like getting the, like trying to get the exact shade of shadow that you've got? Or is it more just like a suggestion of like, this is the... Uh, depending on the production, if the color key is uh, so cool that the director will say, yeah, we want this, uh, they will do one-to-one -one replica of of the color key i have few examples on my of my on my art station i i really always really happy when when the when the color key is super close to the to the final results sometimes it's like like 90 95 percent uh like the screenshot from the from the animation which is mm -hmm. always like flattering and and i'm super happy Got when it. they're doing this I, I I know that that, that I, I did a good job. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. And then that, obviously, it's... Uh, hmm. So the concept artist is the one that they go to because a just somebody, a 3D artist, would take longer with lots of revisions back and forth to create an, a, yeah. an appealing lighting design. Okay. Yeah, and usually the, all the textures are not done yet. And... I usually paint over the gray uh, grayscale uh, models without yeah. textures and stuff. Got it. 
So, so it's even even harder for 3D artists without those information to to light a scene properly. Right. And and yeah. with that concept, he he can only focus on execution. He have a blue blueprint ready to to light like the reference. Mm -hmm. So he he just make a a study basically mm. Got to it. match the, the the lighting. When when you're looking at a concept artist portfolio, how can you tell when they've got that skill? Like what is a good what separates a meh average concept artist to one who really understands that color key process in your opinion? Mm. Um, hmm. You surprised me with this question. <laughs> uh, when it comes to hiring, I would say uh, it, it depends on the project. Like, yeah, I, I, I know I said this already a few times. It all depends, <laughs> uh -huh. but it depends, <laughs> you know, when, when, when you are hiring, uh, a concept artist, it's, uh, I have a, I'm not sure if I can talk about it. Never mind. Okay. Uh, when you, when you like, when you're trying to, to hire, I usually, uh, look for people that can fit, fit into the pipeline. Yeah. It's not always about, uh, the pretty pictures, mm -hmm. but it's, it's more about how they conveying the information mm. uh, when they understand the next step in the process. Yeah, exactly. If, if this concept will go to the, uh, to the 3d guy, how many, how many back and forth between those two people will be necessary to finish the, the next step. So all the writing, all the additional references, all the additional references for the texture of the material of that belt he have that is visible only from one side, you know, mm. like, yeah. And the functionality of the, I don't know, like armor, how the, the pieces fit together and mm. Yeah, comes back and to with, what with we the said color... at the start of like the artist that knows the full pipeline because they've done it themselves from uh, yeah get forced to learn everything. You get that breadth yeah. of knowledge. Yeah, yeah, and with color keys, it's it's so niche, uh, and I never hire for that position because it's usually reserved for the for the art director. Uh, that work mm. closely with uh, uh, or concept artists like uh, that works closely with the with the director or or a writer because they want to convey a mood or or emotion and this way uh, you use certain colors to uh, to create and and the lighting mm. to to sell this. Uh, yeah. this feeling got it got it that's really interesting so the art director would you say within the team is the highest paid on the project he's the top. Uh, when it comes to art i would say yeah production designer and art director are like two 
the most paid job. Okay, got it. And got it. it's it's like a ceiling. You you there is no next step. I would say that's why I I, I slowly trying to uh, transition more towards directing and uh -huh. less uh, staying on the on the art director side. Right. That's where the that's where the big bucks are. Right. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, I I try to I try to make my own projects again. Yeah. Uh, as always. Got it. Got it. Awesome. Okay. Well, I know we're running out of time, but um, there was uh, one question that I like to ask every artist um, on the podcast um, to understand how you would. Basically, it's a recommendation for for a learning curriculum. But if you were to train a young but enthusiastic artist to win an art competition and you only had six months to train them, what would the training look like? And what if you had two years? Let's say, how would they differ? But what, let's say six months. What would, what would that First, regime look like? I hate art competitions. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I hate art competitions because there are so many moving parts in it. Yeah, you got to appeal to the judges and yeah. I mean, yeah, you can go as high as you can with the with the quality of the image. And let's say every artist will go super high with the quality and there will be this one artist that the quality will be not that high or maybe like a 80% of the rest. Uh -huh. But they idea will be brilliant yes you will win yes <laughs> the concepts are so sticky i because i've actually on blender run a lot of competitions in the past and it's so true when when i look at one that has like just an awesome concept like a great idea of like yeah. i don't know if it's or like it's a sci-fi scene and you've got this thing and it's like it's so creative that no one thought of that and yet yeah. the, the, technically it's just terrible like it could be really bad but then you put it up next to one that's technically brilliant but with a less good concept and then you show other people and you go which one do you like which, which do you think should win they go oh this one is so cool and i'm like yeah, yeah but technically it's not as good and they're like <laughs> yeah but it's just fun and i'm like yeah so what are we judging it on technical or is it fun anyway <laughs> it's yeah. hard to judge anyways sorry we're getting away from the question but Let's say it's not a competition, but they you, they just want to be a really good artist, and you've only they've got six mm -hmm. months with you. What what would their training regime look like? Uh, I f think the stuff I mentioned before it's it's pretty good base, which is like create a benchmark uh, from imagination. Mm. And and then try to create like break it down brick mm. by brick, examine each brick <laughs> mm -hmm. if it's good or not, and and put it back together in in and try to focus on on one thing at a time. Okay, it, it takes time. <laughs> it's not like overnight success or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it takes time. And what what are some of those when you're, let's say the artist is so new that they don't even know what to break 
down, like if they're, you know, what, what are the fundamental skills that they should be looking at when they're looking at like, you know, making a tree, like perspective, I would say, shading, where yeah, does it fit in? I would say perspective and composition are at least for me, the most important. So you'd uh, start there for a new 2D artist, let's say you'd start with perspective. I would say perspective. Yes. Okay. Got it. Um, yeah, because it's like if, if the perspective doesn't work, either everything is like floating mm. when you have like multiple horizon lines yes, in your painting, yes. you even if someone is not uh, an artist, he will feel that something is wrong when the yes, perspective is wrong. Definitely. You Absolutely. can you can show it to to the random person that that don't do art and they will tell you like it's 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 cool but I'm Everything not sure what's kind of going flat. on. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit disorienting. Yeah, either flat or either like like yeah. Mm, yeah. It looks weird. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say yeah, yeah. From my yeah. own experience, when I when I learned perspective, even when I was just like trying to learn faces, um, I remember there was a big turning point was when I started to just simplify the shapes down to blocky, like the nose bridge, yeah. the eye, you know, that <clears throat> kind of thing, and the perspective of that, uh, that was just that was a huge turning point for me, which is when I really started to understand the shapes and how they actually look turned at different angles and in relation to the camera, you know, different camera yeah. lengths and what different that does angles. to perspective. Uh, that yeah. was huge. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. There is a really cool exercise you can do, like turn a, turn a first turn the box in mm. like 360 mm -hmm. in perspective, or you can you can do a, a study, like you can, you can uh, not delete the default cube from Blender. <laughs> and you can like draw it uh, in Photoshop or something and draw a few angles mm. and then create rest angles uh, from your imagination like mm. in between yeah. in between frames uh from your imagination so now you are like trying to guesstimate uh where those corners of the box are mm -hmm. yeah yeah like i the, this is like the super su the easiest the easiest one yeah D tell me if this is a good uh training exercise because i actually did that in blender rendered out some cubes at different things and I had it next to mm -hmm. it and then I tried to draw it exact. And then I put it over the top of it as an overlay to see how close those lines were. And they mm -hmm. were off. It were, they were, they were wrong. And I thought I, yeah. this was after months of actually trying to do perspective. So I'm like, I will smash this box exercise out of the park. And the lines yeah. were like, you know, they could be like 10 to 20 degrees off. Um, yeah, I don't know. Have you done that? Have you found that to be helpful? Like yeah. doing the, the trace? I, I did that. I did yeah. that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I did that a lot. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, uh, it's hard. It's <laughs> and really you hard. feel like 
dummy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and after a while, it's better. Yeah. But you need to work on that. And yeah. Uh, this breaking this constantly breaking this uh illusion that you you are right uh it's it's a good uh good thing to to have yeah uh because you you are feeling like you are doing those micro adjustments over and over again until it's right yeah and you also know along the way that the more painful the exercise is chances are less artists have been willing to go through it so exactly. therefore yeah. you'll have an advantage um in the career Definitely. space you will be making Definitely. better work you'll get upgraded better to cubes. that coveted uh art director role one day hmm. yeah. well this is uh this is great i don't want to take up any more of your time because i think it's what like midnight coming on midnight yeah yeah <laughs> so let's end it um where can people find you uh everywhere <laughs> okay you're on twitter art station where do you hang out normally? Uh, yeah behance linkedin tiktok youtube hey, instagram TikTok. facebook i'm gonna look you yeah, up on tiktok I'm everywhere. You, you doing any dances no only educational stuff ah oh, it's a shame i was looking forward to that okay no dancing. <laughs> I, I i make my, I, I make a promise to myself that I will hit a certain numbers of followers without dancing. All. <laughs> all right. Well, let's try and help you get there. So I'll put links to all of your socials and where people can find you. Thank you um, so much. Thanks, Matthias. That was great. Thank you so much for having me.